to Pastor's Prophecy Hour, your midweek installment of the Greater Life Church podcast. I'm Landon, and I'm here with Pastor Andrew today to talk about this next episode. Pastor Andrew, there's been a lot of news coming out recently about Ukraine and Russia, this war and other wars. What should we do as believers who are looking ahead through prophecy? Well, you know, in Philippians chapter 3, it tells us not to be so concerned about the things of this world because we have a heavenly destiny. I've been watching the news too, Landon, and man, it's, it's confusing to say the least if you just take it at its surface. And so my hope in this episode is to clarify some of that. That'd be great. You know, there's been a lot of misinformation from one side and from the other. So to finally get some clarity would be really good. Yeah, I've actually found several really hot stories that came out recently that we we found debunked already. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all about context. It's all about being people of the spirit and having discernment, hoping to draw a line uh, in the next few minutes to the kingdoms and the beasts that are represented and talked about in Daniel chapter seven. Bottom line is we have a heavenly home and we cannot get bogged down with what's going on in the world. And you know, we're gonna have some fun talking about gas prices too, so. All right, well, thanks. Let's get into it. All right, thanks, Liam. Philippians chapter three. I wanna start there before we get into the prophecy stuff. Because in Philippians chapter 3, verse 19, the phrase jumped out at me. They think only about this life here on earth. They think only about this life here on earth. So as we talk about things tonight that are relevant to this life here on earth, let us be reminded we are people of the Spirit. We are people with eternity in our hearts that God created us as we all had a beginning, but we, all of us, do not have an end. We will either be in heaven with him or we'll be in hell under judgment. But at the end of the day, let us not be so so overwhelmed that we think only about our life here on earth. Because when we do that, (laughs) trust me, you can get very discouraged very quickly. Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify, trust but verify. Politicians have this unique ability to be hated when they're running for office and even in office and an amount of uh, period of time goes by in which people will begin to accept, even respect or listen to who they were. Ronald Reagan had that ability, whether you believe it or not, I was alive then. It's just a little Nino. No, but I do remember my dad talking about it as it was coming out of the Jimmy Carter years and into the Ronald Reagan administration. But this one little quote speaks volumes of today. Trust, but verify. Someone jokingly said to me earlier today that, you guys are getting all your news from me. <laughs> While I don't believe that's true, <laughs> I, hope, I hope that's not true because <laughs> I leave out a lot. And even as I'm preparing, there's things that I say, wow, that's really cool, but that has nothing to do with biblical prophecy. 
wow, that's really neat to discuss, and wow, that, man, if that were true, that would be amazing, or that would be scary, or whatever the case may be, but it has nothing to do with biblical prophecy. So my challenge tonight is to talk about the situation that's going on in Ukraine and to try the best I can to draw a line to what it means in biblical prophecy. When Jesus said there will be wars and rumors of wars, he meant wars and rumors of wars. He didn't mean one war. How many of you guys understand that what's going on in Europe right now is one war? And we have been through many of them. We have been through world wars. I can't even begin to imagine. We haven't had one in my lifetime. I can't even begin to imagine what it was like in World War I and in World War II when the entire world was literally at war. And then on the back end, they're saying, we need to have a one-world type of system, NATO or the League of Nations or the European Union. All of these things have come to pass, and we're still here. Why? See, I don't get discouraged and say, Lord, why are you, why are you waiting? From an impatience point of view, I, I get encouraged and say, God, you must be waiting because there's still work to be done and there's still souls to be saved, and therefore I need to work even harder. I need to pray even more. I need to minister as, I need to preach as hard as I can. But it's more than that. I need to have the relationship with the neighbor across the street and down the street and in the grocery store and at the gas station when I see somebody trying to stop it at $2 just because that's all they got. I don't even know if the pump will turn on for $2 nowadays. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Holy Spirit would inspire me to say, hey, man, can I, can I help you out? Can I give you? I mean, I don't want to fill it up or anything, but, you know. <laughs> maybe can I help you a little bit? Maybe half a tank. Let me call my bank real fist. Anyway, I mean, it... When I was starting to prepare this, I literally had just a, a, a sense of doom that, my goodness, this is wartime gas prices. It really is. Let me encourage you before I scare you and then encourage you at the end before we leave. How about that? Nice sandwich of encouragement with a little scary cold cut right in the middle some maybe month old baloney here we go <laughs> which by the way I'm gonna try something new tomorrow night I watched a video that pork burgers are better than beef burgers I'll let you know how it goes my wife has instructed me that I'm to make her a beef burger but I'm going listen bacon right in burger form. That's just what came to my mind. So I'm like, yes, please. Land and edit that part out from the podcast. Um, let me also say that if you have not yet, please go to our podcast and uh, click on the thing you're supposed to click on there and then do some stuff on there and maybe put a, a word or two and a star or something. Do what you're supposed to do. People need to hear this stuff. Seriously, right? God help us. We got to get serious around here. All right, here we go. Philippians chapter 3, verse 17 says, Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine. This is Paul talking. And learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows that they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed for destruction. 
Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things. They think only about this life here on earth. But we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own using the same power with which he will bring everything, say everything, everything. under his control. There is coming a time where he will bring everything under his control. And when Jesus is in charge, things are going to be awesome. Pray with me one more time. Lord, thank you for tonight, for everybody here. Lead, guide our conversation. Help us, Lord, to see what you want us to see that applies to our lives in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Trust but verify. The other encouraging word that I want you to understand is be people of the Spirit. Remember, it's easy to get so caught up in non-spiritual matters, but we are to be people of the Spirit. Why do I say trust but verify? Well, let me remind you or rewind before we move forward. I was uh, thinking about it today that the first Iraq war and then the second Iraq war, I remember watching footage. I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know about you, but the TV was on. We were all gathered around watching bullets fly through the air. Does anybody remember that? I mean, everywhere. There, it, there was no question that there was something happening over there. We weren't there, but there was live footage, which, by the way, before cell phone cameras, right? There was live footage going on, and there was war, incredible war happening right in front of our very eyes. How many of you guys remember... The first prophecy hour, it might have been the first, might have been the second. How many of you guys remember what I talked about in that time when we talked about deep fakes? What, what hypothetical did I say? Fake a war. You with me so far? Trust, but verify. Now, I'm watching the news clips that I can see, and, and I'm still watching and I'm waiting for Iraq war type footage. And I see a truck burning. And, I, and I, see, I see a building blow up. And then the next scene, I see a, a bomb that's not exploded. It looks like somebody just laid it in a hole, nice and neat. And there's a guy touching it. Like, look at this bomb. And then I hear these incredible stories of valor and bravery from the Ukrainian people. Still not really seeing what I saw on the TV in Desert Storm and Desert Eagle and all these other wars that we fought in. And then I thought a little bit further and I thought, why do we go to war in Iraq? The entire war in Iraq was based on what? You remember? Weapons of mass destruction. What did they not find? Weapons of mass destruction. Now, we're far beyond that now, and we, we understand that the, the inquiries and the investigations and all those things has happened. Now, Pastor Andy, what are you talking about? I'm talking about when you're not people of the Spirit, you quickly get caught up in things that are geopolitical, yes, evil, yes, real, yes. But if you put too much faith and too much effort and too much attention on the wrong thing, you may miss the right thing that God's calling you to. Here's the thing. I signed up. I went in the Marines after the first Gulf War. 
Spent eight years in there. And I got out in March right before the second one. I didn't mean to, but it just happened that way. I was like, hey, all right. But now we find ourselves watching and waiting and understanding that, listen, there were thousands of people that died in that conflict. Many, many American soldiers and Marines and sailors, many, many people suffering even to this day with the effects of PTSD, with the effects of gas and poison, chemical warfare. There's all kinds of problems. But why? Why did we go to war? I don't know. I suspect that it was more about power, positioning, and money than it was about anything righteous. You with me? But Saddam Hussein was an animal. Okay. Dig in a little more. Find out a little more. Don't just watch the news clip and say, oh, can I tell you something? Newsflash, the United States has crooked politicians in it too. But what about the pilgrims? <laughs> Listen, trust but verify. In 9-11, the hijackers were allowed to pass through customs more than 17 times back and forth. None of them were from Afghanistan, which was the target of our next attack. Rather, they were Saudi, two of them, one from the United Arab Emirates, one from Lebanon, one from Egypt. I don't remember bombing any of those countries, do you? Why do I bring that up? Brothers and sisters, whatever's happening now, whatever you're hearing the reasoning for now, give it 10 or 20 years and you may find out the truth. So what is our objective tonight? Our objective tonight is to look at the two schools of thought in the conflict in Ukraine. <laughs> Number one, the first school of thought is that Putin is trying to rebuild the old Soviet Union. He's 70 years old. I think he's 70. 70 years old. He's KGB. Oh, man, he's a tough guy. He's a tough guy. And he wants to return while he can to the glory days. And if you know anything about the geopolitical structure of Russia, you know he should have stopped being president a long time ago. But he figured out a way to, hey, I'm going to put this guy here and I'm going to move over here and then I'm going to come back and do this. And, you know, he figured out a way. First, it was in 2010. He invaded Georgia. Took a piece of that. Then in 2014, he invaded Crimea. Not a shot was fired, but took the whole thing. And now in 2022, he's in Ukraine asking for three things. Number one, that the Russian loyal provinces on the east side near Russia become part of Russia. Number two, that they recognize Crimea as being part of Russia. And number three, that they make a commitment never to join NATO or to be a part of any other Western alliance. For the sake of just taking a step back and looking at things objectively, can we just talk? What if Russia went into some type of a treaty or something with Canada 
and said, if any Americans cross over into Canada, we can attack the United States. That any wrongdoing against Canada is a wrongdoing against Russia. And by the way, we can just go to Alaska by doing this and invade. That's what NATO, that's what the world government, if NATO were, you know, Ukraine were to sign up, then now NATO, which is the U.S. and, and many, many other foreign powers are basically lined up against Russia. And if you know your history, you know that Russia's gotten beat up more than one times by the rest of Europe. Germany went all the way to Moscow in World War II. So in one school of thought, you see Putin creating a buffer zone or even trying to rebuild the old Soviet Union so when he breathes his last breath, he can say, look at my legacy. The other school of thought is this. He's working to expose the deep state and the Illuminati. Evidence found in misinformation as well as proven previously hidden in info about biolabs and, and bioweapons and programs that they have. I've got some pictures and some different things that I'll be giving you in just a few moments. But why Ukraine? How many of you guys have asked yourself that question? Just me? I'll just talk to myself. Andrew, here's why Ukraine matters. Interesting, let me know. <laughs> I'll just tell the people on the podcast. If you're on the podcast, pay attention. Here we go. Ukraine is first in Europe in proven recoverable resources of uranium ores. What's uranium used for? Nukes. They got a lot of it. Second place in Europe and 10th in the world overall for titanium ore reserves. Used in medical equipment, automobiles, aerospace. What's something that's aerospace related? and also related to uranium. Rockets with nukes on them. It's already there in Ukraine. The second place in the world with manganese ores. Don't know what that does, but it's something special, I'm sure. Iron ore reserves. Do you know, I, I, World War II, Hitler lost the war because the allied nations won. I'm thankful. I believe it was a, the power of praying Christians, and I believe that, that God moved and intervened on the behalf of the allied nations, and I'm thankful for that. He protected his people, Jewish people. Uh, you know, in that war, he finished that uh, murder that was going on there, and I believe all of that. But do you know one of the major reasons that Germany lost the war is they ran out of steel to build weapons? Well, the Ukraine has a bunch of it 30 billion tons, to be exact. Second, in Europe, in mercury, mercury is used in processing and the purification of gold. Put the mercury in with the gold, they heat it up, and it purifies the gold. Third place in Europe, in shale gas reserves, 22 trillion cubic meters. If you want to know what a meter is, do the Google thing, it'll tell you. It's a European term, I know. It's got over 33 billion in coal reserves. First in Europe, in arable land area. 
Third place in the world with black soil. You know the stuff you buy at Lowe's when you put in your flower pots? Maybe it comes from Ukraine. I don't know, but that's what that is. What does that mean? That means that the crops can grow. This is a big one, and this probably is why he invaded. Ninth place in the world in the production of chicken eggs. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought, I don't know, I'm like, why did that make the list? <laughs> Every video I've seen, I don't see any chickens. Do you see any chickens in the videos? Anyway. But it says, what that means is it can meet the food needs of 600 million people. When you add up the grain and the rye and the potatoes, 600 million people. There is not 600 million people in Ukraine, guys. Nowhere near it. We only got 300 something in the United States. And the list goes on and on and on. When I was reading through this, it said eighth place in the world in exports of ores and concentrates. And I, I looked at it and I said, oh, Oreos. It exports Oreos, but that's not true. I was wrong. I read it wrong. This is information from the Ukrainian Congress Committee of America, of America Ukrainian World Congress. Why Ukraine? Russia sees many of its needs met as a nation by invading, controlling, and even putting in some type of a leader that is at least nice would trade with the Ukraine. Interesting news, as of today, the Russian ruble has now bypassed the strength of the American dollar by 20%, because on March 4th, they went to the gold standard, and now gold backs up the Russian ruble. We used to sit at the very top of the economic world as a nation, and now Russia, which is steeped in war, has a currency that's stronger than the American dollar. Let that resonate for just a minute. Why do I say that? Because friends, when your God is anything but the one true God, you're gonna be disappointed. And some of us in this room may have found ourselves in a place and in a position in our own lives where our nation has become our God. Nations rise and fall. Let me give you some information that gives you a little bit of pause, this trust and verify idea. First of all, got some slides. Let's see what we got. Map of Ukraine. Let's put that up there. So you can see where Russia is. You see where Belarus is. Belarus is already playing nice with Russia, and they even allowed people to come in on the north side of Ukraine at the initial invasion. We actually have missionaries in, Roma in uh, Moldova, there keep going on the on the slides i've got a couple more i want to show let's go how many of you guys saw this anybody see this so this is a video that the news has been playing it says ukraine soldiers leaving their wives for war this has since been debunked it's a clip from a movie that's created in 2017 called the war of chimeras this is the kind of stuff that right now the world media is putting out there. Does that make you mad like it makes me? The next one is kind of comical, I guess. This is 
Miss Ukraine Anastasia Lena. Ukraine has 36,000 women serving in the military, the most women of any military. What she holds in her hand is not an M16 or an AR-15 or anything like that. It's an airsoft gun. Shoots out little pellets. The sleuths on the internet looked at that gun a little bit closer and found that this was very staged and very false. This woman does not serve in the Ukrainian military. The next one, many of us heard or saw this maybe on the news, a kid saluting as their soldiers are going to war. This actually is a photo from 2019. Yeah, from Ukraine. Those are Ukrainian troop carriers with the flags, but this is from 2019, and this wasn't in a war-torn place. This was in a exercise. How many of you guys heard the story of the 13 brave soldiers of Snake Island? The 13 brave soldiers of Snake Island that cussed. They used profanity against the Russian warship. That has since been debunked, friends. There were over 80 men present that day. There was no battle, no casualties, and all 86 actually survived. We are being hornswoggled in a very real way. I don't know about you, but when I heard about Snake Island, I was like, yeah, take that. To only learn a couple of days later that that was not true. This is just some of the facts that are coming out that have been debunked in a nation that still has internet access. And how many of you guys know that every time something happens, you see footage, you see live clips, you see Snapchats, you see whatever, all over social media. I'm here right now and this is happening. We're not seeing that. And it just makes you think, what is really happening? Now, you will literally wear yourself out trying to figure that out. And that's why I started with trust but verify and be people of the Spirit. Because can I tell you, your neighbor that's beside you that's going to hell is way more important than you figuring out what's really going on in Ukraine. You can't do nothing about it anyway. Unless you work for the Department of Defense. And I know one person that is here that does that. <laughs> what does all this mean? One final little statistic just for you to take home, chew on. Pray about, I guess. Gas prices. How many of you guys know that gas comes from oil? Right? Do I have any electric car drivers in the room? <laughs> if, you, if you are, you're not raising your hand. I ain't raising my hand. Everybody's <laughs> like, give me that money. I know you're not spending on gas. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think Moises raised his hand. He got an electric Jeep, don't you? That little girl Jeep you got. <laughs> he got one of them Jeeps with a pickup truck in the back. Anyway, we love you, Pastor Moises. We love you. He likes it. It's nice. All right. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, gas, gas, gas. Two years ago, gas was cheaper, right? It's gone up. I believe almost 100%, double plus. Yeah, double plus. And uh, what we're hearing now, the narrative now, is Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. If only Russia, right? But 
it was already going up. I mean, yeah, it's going up more potentially because of Russia, but the solution is in the wind. <laughs> I mean, really, it's, it's not that hard. But at the end of the day, the Americans, we only get 3% of our overall oil from Russia. What does all this mean? The beasts in Scripture. Oh, gosh. Yeah, let me do this next video. Okay, listen. We talked about uh, bioweapons, biolabs that were in Ukraine. And at first it came out and Russia's attacking biolabs because they're in Ukraine. And then the other side says, there's no biolabs in Ukraine. And, and then it kind of went back and forth in the, in the web and all that kind of stuff. And then finally this video came out. Play this. Um, this is an undersecretary that he's questioning. Does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. Go to the next slide now. I just wanted you to see, it was back and forth, back and forth, and the United States government finally admitted, yes, we have these bio labs in the Ukraine. Yes, we're, we're concerned about it. This is from the UK. Uh, defense intelligence. It says, since the end of February, there has been notable intensification of Russian accusations that Ukraine is developing nuclear and biological weapons. These narratives are longstanding, but are currently likely being amplified as part of the retrospective justification of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Now, do you know the primary funder of the biolabs in Ukraine are, is the United States government? The Geneva Convention outlawed the creation of chemical biological warfare. It's outlawed by the Geneva Convention. So the United States doesn't have biolabs in the United States because it's outlawed by the Geneva Convention, but we send money to places like Wuhan. It's already proven. And we send money in the billions to places like Ukraine to develop chemical and biological warfare. I'm just giving you information here, folks but you need to understand there's something more sinister going on. Now, all of that being said brings us to why it matters to us spiritually speaking. The four beasts in Daniel chapter 7. Beasts represent governments. In Daniel chapter 7, we read about these four beasts. Verse 4 says, the first beast was like a lion with eagle's wings. As I watched, its wings were pulled off, and it was left standing with its two hind feet on the ground like a human being, and it was given a human mind. Verse 5, then I saw a second beast, and it looked like a bear. It was rearing up on its side, and it had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And I heard a voice saying to it, get up, devour the flesh of many people. Then the third of these strange beasts appeared, and it looked like a leopard, and it had four bird's wings on its back, and it had four heads. Great authority was given to this beast. Then in my vision, that night, I saw a fourth beast, terrifying, dreadful, and very strong. It devoured and crushed its victims with huge iron teeth. It trampled their remains beneath its feet. It was different from any other of the beasts, and it had ten horns, and it was looking at the horns. Suddenly, another small horn appeared among them. Three of the first horns were torn out, 
by the roots to make room for it. The little horn had eyes like a human eyes and a mouth that was boasting, and it talks about what he said. I've long believed and taught and still believe this traditional approach to the beasts. Daniel chapter 2 gives us a picture of this statue that talks about the kingdoms historically that existed and was even coming in the future from when it was written. For us, we're on the other side of it. Daniel chapter 7 gives a picture of these beasts. And we find that it's Babylon and Medo-Persia and Greece and then the Roman kingdom. I do believe that we find ourselves in a place that there is another translation or in my opinion, these beasts could also mean something else. One beast meaning two kingdoms. Go with me for just a second. A lion with eagle's wings. In my opinion, it went through these beasts already. And then we find the amplified fourth beast, which is the resurrected Roman kingdom, which is basically a world kingdom. But did you know that, does anybody know what the animal is that represents England? Lion. What is the animal that represents the United States? Out of the lion becomes the United States and there's eagle's wings. Are you with me? Just for your review, just for your consideration, could the beast that is Babylon also be a beast that represents now the United States? A second, uh, one beast that represents the same spirit. You with me? Medo-Persia. Medo-Persia. What is the animal that represents Russia? A bear. A bear that devours. That it was given power to kill many, many people. How many of you guys understand the history of Russia is many, many people, millions and millions died under the weight of communism and its policies. And then we find Greece. Greece, what animal is that third beast? Do you remember? Leopard. Do you know what country that is attached to? Germany. There's four wings. Germany has, ri has risen and fallen three times. Klaus Schwab, that we talked about, the, world, the leader of the World Economic Forum, has said unapologetically, I hope to help Germany rise a fourth time, Fourth Reich. And there are four wings on that beast. Then the fourth beast is described very clearly and amplified. But here again in Revelation 12, 13, and 17, we see these beasts and their similarities. We see the dragon in Revelation 12 that has ten horns, seven crowns, seven rulers. We see in Revelation 13, it looks like a leopard, but has feet like a bear. Germany, Russia. You with me? It also has a head wound. The interesting thing about the head wound of the beast in Revelation 13 is that after World War II, it was said, we must 
create rules so Germany dies and never rises to power again. The scripture says in Revelation 13 that that particular beast had a head wound unto death. Yet it rose again. The third and final beast found in Revelation chapter 17 is the dragon. These things compiling and coming together, the world government that once failed rose again. Revelation 17, the, the, the word says that he was speaking to John. It said, this beast you've seen before, but now it has risen again. It's this world government, the Roman government that rose again. Interesting thing, now its rider is the great prostitute. What do prostitutes represent in Scripture? False religion. Every time God deals with the Israelites, he said, you have prostituted yourselves with idolatry and other gods. And now we find the one thing that brings that beast back to life is the prostitute, the great prostitute, the false religion that will come at the end of the world. When the church is gone right before the battle of Armageddon, there will be a one world religion that attaches itself to the one world government and get such power only to fight. Side note, just a little fun thing for your own little review. I've often said that Revelation isn't, I mean, that the United States is not prominently mentioned in Scripture. Right? And I still believe that to an extent. And you have my blessing, if you want to, to talk with me about this for just a second. In Revelation chapter 12, we see the woman and the dragon. The narrative goes that, as we read through this, there is a woman that's pregnant that John sees. She has labor pains and she gives birth and a dragon comes. And, and sweeps away one-third of the stars in the sky. And, and the scripture tells us that, you know, we believe that that's Satan with a third of the angels. This woman gave birth to a son. This is not the prostitute, by the way. This is just, this is a woman who's clothed with the sun. She gave birth to a son who was to rule all the nations. Her child was snatched away from the dragon, verse 5, and the woman fled into the wilderness where God had prepared a place to care for her. And here's what I found interesting in verse 14. Verse 13 says, When the dragon realized that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But she was given two wings like those of a great eagle, so she could fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness. There she could be cared for and protected from the dragon for a time, times, and half a time. Now, true biblical scholars and true biblical prophecy will dig in, and, and those have very clear meanings that have to do with the, the tribulation. But, you guys okay with me saying a what if in here? No? And you guys okay with it? Okay, as long as y'all don't come in and say, that was wrong. Just humor me for a minute. Most scholars agree, and I believe, that the sun represents the church. Right? Now, church was taken away 
on what kind of wings? Eagle's wings to where? The wilderness. For a period of time, a protection until the end came. Now, I wonder if that was the pilgrims going to America for the freedom of religion. How many of you guys understand that the church has been under duress, persecution for thousands of years, ever since Jesus came, <laughs> right? I wonder, because America being by far the most highest population of evangelical Christians in the world, an incubator for God's purposes and plans for the world. How many of you guys think that might be true? I got one. All right. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. I'm reading through it about all of the kingdoms and stuff, and I'm like, oh, maybe, because America is the wilderness, right? Anyway, back to serious stuff. It even says on my notes, side note. It's not part of my teaching. Let's talk about Ezekiel chapter 38 for just a minute. Ezekiel chapter 38, and I really don't have time to read all of it, but we'll do a little bit of it. Ezekiel chapter 38. Talking about Gog and Magog. Gog and Magog. Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 15. You will come from your homeland in the distant north with vast cavalry and your mighty army, and you will attack my people Israel, covering their land like a cloud. At that time in the distant future, I will bring you against uh, my land as everyone watches, and my holiness will be displayed by what happens to you, Gog. Then all of the nations will know that I am, Lord, I am the Lord. Gog being a figure or a ruler or a person, while Magog is a nation or a huge army. Coming from the north into Israel, for your consideration, the only world powers that could pull off this scale of an army are two nations that need to be combined. Russia and who else? China. Russia and China have not played nice with each other ever until recently. I mean, on the world stage, this is something that's mind-blowing, that China and Russia have actually come to some type of an arrangement agreement with one another. Years of friction between Russia and China, but something happened on April 3rd, 2018, when a diplomacy pact came to fruition. Russia and China now are in some type, and we don't know the details, but some type of alliance. The invading nation in the prophecy of Gog and Magog must have an enormous army. Russia and China together, we can check that off the list. The invading northern nation will be led by the Antichrist, which is atheist. China, Russia, how many of you guys know Russia has religion, 
but that's all it is. It's a national church, it's really, which by the way, did you know gay marriage is still illegal in Russia? I'm just saying, just putting it out there. But they have an appearance, but it is just a religion. It is just surface. Now, you have this, an army on the earth could put together a force, Revelation 28, their number would be like the sand on the seashore. Other than China and Russia together, there's no other army in the world with all of the changes, technological warfare, even reserves. You find these nations in the world don't have as many people as they used to have, save Russia, save China, which still say, we have a million people. We have two million people. They got lots of people. Now, can I just tell you that what is going on in Europe is important, but it shouldn't keep you up at night. If it's keeping you up at night, you're not being a person of the Spirit. Even if the attack is in your backyard, I don't know this for a fact, but I imagine if we were to talk to the missionaries that are in Moldova, John and Andriana Lengu, they're running to the train station and picking up refugees to take care of them. I imagine they sleep good at night after they've done that because the peace of God passes all understanding. Amen? How many of you guys understand that we can be in the midst of chaos and yet be the only ones that have peace within our hearts. I used to referee basketball and I really liked it. And then it kind of started bothering me that I actually have to run up and down the floor. So I'm the, can I just stay in half court? Beep, beep. <laughs> and no, you gotta kind of go with the players. All right, I'm out. So I remember thinking, and, and if you've done it before, this will resonate with you. Styles and I have actually talked about it before. There's utter chaos going on. And it's really cool to be the calmest guy in the room. And that's who we are to be. Can I tell you to be people of the Spirit? Don't watch the news and pray for a specific nation. Can I tell you that? Pray for people. Pray for Christians. Pray for God's will to be done. Pray for God's plan upon this earth to happen. Pray for his will to be done as earth and as it is in heaven. Pray those prayers and pray them with authority. Pray that the Holy Spirit uh, takes control of these nations as a whole. Pray that the darkness will come to light and evil will be exposed. Pray those prayers. But don't get caught up in the things that you shouldn't be caught up with. Because the moment you start getting caught up with this one and that one and this one and that one and, 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 and try to take an objective stance, you have no idea what's going on. Can I just say, Putin's a bad guy. He had people killed, I'm sure. Not, I'm not one of them. I hope you don't listen to this podcast, but that's all right. I'm sure he's done bad stuff. But can I tell you, there's people in, in political power in Ukraine that have done that too. And there's people even in the United States that have done stuff like that. I mean, there's corruption all over the world. So what is your job? 
to be a person of the Spirit and to be led by the Spirit and to have peace that passes understanding and to not go to bed thinking, oh no, what is gonna happen tomorrow? Listen, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, pray the Lord my soul to take. It's pretty, it's pretty simple, right? And I believe that Jesus is coming soon because when chaos ensues in the world, we aren't to be people that run out of hope. We are to be people that grow in hope and in faith. Amen? See, can I just tell you something? This is a perfect lead-in to share Jesus with somebody. Hey, do you see what's going on in Ukraine? Hey, did I tell you that there's a prince of peace? His name is Jesus. Did you know there's bio labs over there? Can I just tell you that there's a healer and his name is Jesus? I mean, <laughs> Seriously. Can we just preach Jesus and see people saved and set free, amen? In Ukraine and in Russia. Yeah? And even in Washington, D.C. Got to pray hard on that one. All of them. All of them. Listen, y'all want to talk about rabbit holes? Go home and watch the map of Washington, D.C., and the Masons and all that. You'll have a good old time with that one. I ain't going to talk about that tonight. Somebody sent me a video <laughs> for this week. I watched the whole thing. I was like, Lord, I can't say that stuff. <laughs> some crazy stuff out there. <laughs> anyway, God is in control. Amen? Amen? Pray with me. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to hang out in this safe place here tonight. I do pray with these precious people. We agree, God, that you would protect your people. That you would strengthen and embolden the church in these war-torn nations. That you would give us discernment as we watch the news or read things online. Help us to have discerning spirits. Help us, oh God, not to be discouraged with the economy and job market and all of these things that are just in flux right now. Lord, that you would make us people of the Spirit, help our voice to be the loudest voice in the room, the voice that points to you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, may you, may you, God, expose evil, bring darkness to light. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And all the people in here said, Amen. God bless you. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a five-star rating and review. If you'd like to hear more, be sure to subscribe to Pastor's Prophecy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you'd like to hear more from Greater Life Church, including our Sunday morning services, go to our website, greaterlife.church.